Go ahead, cut it right there, everybody. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, we cut it right there, everybody. Oh, at the top of your sermon notes, I have the word variety. Pull out your smartphone at the top there. Go to the Bible app. Go right over there to uh, uh, Lifehouse Church. Touch the three little bars over there. Go to the live events. You can find it all right there. Variety. I mean, wouldn't it be a boring life if all there was was cheese pizza? My kids were growing up. They didn't want nothing on their pizza, just cheese pizza. But wouldn't that have been a little bit boring? You know, you go over to Caps. They got a a barbecue chicken, and uh, they got a Bahama Mama, and a BLT, and a chicken bacon ranch, and a meat cravers. You know, uh, the spice of life. It's the reason Rolaids makes money and exists for all of those things that we like to eat, right? How boring would it be in the Christian church if all we had was a cheese pizza church? You know, just maybe one gift, two gifts. Do you know there's a lot of churches that aren't going to learn what you learned today, and that is, is that it's not the pastor that's gifted and does ministry. It's the church, and what makes a church dynamic is you. Using your gifts and your abilities and things. I think it would be boring, and I honestly think it would be pretty ineffective to the world to only have one kind of church. And I know people, that they say, well, the churches have problems, and we do. And that's why there's a lot of churches, and that's why there's a lot of different denominations. But that's only half true, everybody. The other side of that is, is that God knows that there are different people that enjoy different things, different nations, different rationalities, whatever. And so we have a bunch of different kinds of churches, and they meet the variety of needs in different ways, because every church I know, you know, they have a different flavor, if you don't mind me saying that. Today, I would like you to turn to 1 Corinthians. It's in your notes there, 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. We'll work our way down in and through there. You have some of it in your notes there. I'd like to take a look at some of the similarities between pizza and church. Number one in your notes. Let's just first take a look at the history of pizza. It's very important that we know the history of pizza as much as we know a little bit of other history. Now, in a little bit of research, I found that in central and southern Italy, uh, they had a lot of different kinds of pizzas, one of the first original places that they made it. The word pizza is best that we can find was documented in 997 A.D. That's what they say. And All the way up and through that time, I think the Italians, which is my mom's side of the family, probably hoarded it. But in World War II, the Allies came to Italy, and they enjoyed many different kinds of food, one specifically being pizza. And because of that, they went back to their homes in America, whatever, and they started to create what we now know as pizza. Now, that's the history of pizza. I read it on the Internet, so you know it's true. I want to ask you a question. What's the history of the church? What's the history of spiritual gifts? What's the history of the Spirit being poured out? 1 Corinthians, Paul writes to the Corinthians, and he says, Now about gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters. I don't want you to be uninformed. If you have a King James, it says ignorant. I don't want you to be uninformed. Now, folks, the history of pizza, now you know and learn, but what is the history of the gifts of the Spirit? You know, if you, for a New Testament believer, that's pretty much a brand new thought and idea. They didn't really talk about that in the Old Testament, though the Old Testament prophesied about it. And in the book of Acts, the second chapter, when the Holy Spirit is poured out and people are coming up thinking that they're drawing this, that, the other, Peter said, no, no, this is a fulfillment of prophecy from Joel. 
that men and women and young and old, they would, they would be filled with the gifts of the Spirit. You see, how could you have poured out the gifts of the Spirit when the Holy Spirit was not poured out until Jesus Christ had paid for our sins, had risen from the dead, and is seated at the right-hand throne of the Father, cleansing us, beginning a cleansing in us, so he could give us the Holy Spirit. Now that that's poured out, now we need to know the history, and that is the fact that there are gifts of the Spirit that he gives, and we'll take a look at that a little bit closer. Paul wanted the Corinthians to know about spiritual gifts, what they were, who gives them, and why we get them. When I became a Christian, I want you to know that I knew about the Holy Spirit, but I didn't know what the Bible taught about the Holy Spirit. I knew nothing, even though I was religious for 20-some years, I knew nothing about the gifts of the Spirit. I'm not going to have time to go through all of them. We have the ministry fair today, but just to get people involved and get people plugged in, but it's got to be over 20, maybe close to 30 different kinds of spiritual gifts. And they come together, and the history of where they came from came because Jesus Christ now in a cleansing mode and now pouring out on all of you, now you could have a gift of the Spirit. We'll see why that is so important. You pull it to the, the menu at Caps and there's all kinds of different pizzas at Caps and they, they don't want you to be uninformed and I don't want you to be uninformed. You can get a lot of variety and a variety of toppings. They, don't, they print it out right there and all throughout the scriptures print it out. There's gifts of the Spirit. Paul tells us, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual gifts and neither do we here today. We're going to close our service before we have the, the ministry fair with the Lord's Supper today. And as we get ready to take the Lord's Supper today, we'll take it together. You hold it, but we will take it as a church family. Number one, there's the history of pizza. There's the history of spiritual gifts. Number two, the distributor of the toppings. The distributor of the toppings. There's different kinds of toppings, but all toppings come from caps. If you go into caps, they all come from that one resource there. Likewise, there are different spiritual gifts, but all of them come from the same source. Could you look at verse 4 with me? There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit, what's it say? Distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Different kinds of working, but all of them and everyone in the same God who is the one who is at work in us. There's a variety of spiritual gifts that all come from the same Spirit, the same Lord, and the same God. I mean, if you go to Domino's Pizza and ask for Bahama Mama, I looked on the menu, they don't have it. You've got to go to Caps to get it there. You're not getting what you want just because you show up and, folks, listen, you don't get to choose what your spiritual gift is. The gifts of the Spirit come, and you'll see He distributes them. He's the one who makes. He's the one who created you and makes you. You know, I don't get to choose what kind of topping I am. Here's a little, another little graph, if you put that up for me. It says, of all kinds of different toppings uh, over at uh, Caps, right? You go in there and you say, you know, uh, some people, you, you're like, your spiritual gift is you're a mushroom, right? You know, you, you're just kind of like some people, you're kind of like fungus. <laughs> just kidding. And there's some of you, you know, you're kind of like onion, you know, you're a little bit tired, a little bit, but, you know, maybe you're like my wife, she's like a pineapple, you know, sweet as can be, you know. And some of you are like a banana pepper, but, you know, nobody wants to be an anchovy. Whatever gifts you have, as different toppings add flavor to a pizza, so your gift offers flavoring for Life House Church, whatever church it is that you attend, right? 
I don't get to choose. The spiritual gifts, uh, there are a couple like teaching. Let's take teaching. You know, somebody enjoys teaching. Maybe you enjoy teaching adults. Or maybe you're like Marcia downstairs, loves being with, with uh, children. Maybe you have the gift of administration. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm an or- unorganized. Could you help me out? You know, a lot of different spiritual gifts, a lot of different ones. Hospitality, a very important gift. We could go on and on. Different kinds of toppings, different kinds of spiritual gifts, but one distributor. The Spirit, the Lord, and God. Number three, the creator of the pizza. The creator of the, Now, Maria and I, when we go, you know, we order a pizza. We went out the other day. We each ordered a small little pizza. I ordered extra sauce, mozzarella uh, chunks on it, and double mushrooms. My wife hates fungus. She says, keep your mushroom pizza away from mine. The nice thing about it is she never asks for a piece. I make sure the mushrooms touch everything. She'll order pineapple, and she'll put a little bit of onion on there, sweet and sour, whatever like that. So we created our, and we created our pizzas according to our tastes and according to our likes and our wants. Now, from what I understand, you know, you know and I know, you know, you may not think about it, but the foundation of your pizza is your crust, and then you got the sauce, and you got the cheese. I like a very sweet sauce. And in verse 7, it talks about the creator of the church. I may get to create my pizza, But God creates his church. Look at verse 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit, that's to you and to me, is given for the, what's the words, common good. Guess what? That might as well say church. Your gift, the manifestation of the Spirit for you, is given to you for me. It's for the church, for the common good. The word church means the assembling together of believers. And so the passage goes on to say, verse 8, To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, and he starts to list some of the gifts, a message of knowledge, by means of the same Spirit. You notice how he keeps driving that home. Verse 9, faith by the same Spirit. Gifts of healing by that Spirit. Verse 10, prophecy to another distinguishing between spirits. The reason the Creator gives you a spiritual gift is for your church family. Your gift, my gift, do no good if it's only used for me. This is what creates, God creates, and he brings it together. He creates a lot of different churches. He puts the toppings slash the spiritual gifts in them according to his taste, his flavor, and what is needed in the area. That's kind of how I look at it. The creator of the pizza chooses uh, who and how he wants on each pizza. It tastes, and it's good for the church. He loves variety, and he knows how each church can best minister to each other. He chooses the gifts. Our job, why we have a connection ministry here, Rhonda, stand up. Stand up. You got a table back there today? You got some spiritual gift inventories uh, printed out? You need to know what God put inside of you. This is a tool to help you know and understand who it is. Who has God brought here? That's our job to find out. So we know the flavor, what kind of pizza it is, the kind of church that God has created for you. And I put this next graphic up there for me, sis. There's all kinds of different uh, ones. Like this pizza right here, this has bacon on it. Bake, ooh, bacon, and pepperoni, and a different one back there with sausage. I talked to somebody the other day. I said, what do you like in your pizza? They said, hamburger. I thought, you know, I'm not sure if it did. That sounds doggone good, you know? And, and, and maybe if you compare pizzas, kinds of pizzas to churches, maybe a veggie pizza would be like the Baptist church, right? Conservative. 
You know, make sure you don't want to eat anything that's going to cause indigestion. Then the meat cravers that you guys serve, that would be for the holiness churches because we want the meat. You know, we want to go deeper. That's what we're all about. Then you have the Bahama Mama. You know, I don't you know. It's got some. That would be the charismatic and the Pentecostal church, right? They'd be waving, banging tambourines. They'd be singing in their hula skirts up and down the aisles, right? All kinds of different churches. And God says, you know, as long as the foundation is Jesus Christ, him crucified, risen from the dead, and we were his followers, you know what kind of pizza satisfies you, and God knows what kind of churches satisfy him. He gives the gifts that he needs, and that is satisfying to him. It is our job to find out what ours are. Number four, then, is the different kinds of pizzas. Different kinds. We just mentioned some. If you go to Caps, they got a taco pizza. They have a Philly cheese. They have an Italian. All made by Caps, right? So all of the gifts, you already know, the different kinds of pizzas, verse 11, all of these, he has just listed and went through not an exhaustive list, but some, all of these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he, once again, here's an, he distributes them to each one just as he determines, right? And then he uses this illustration. Why do we call the body of Christ? Look at verse 12. Paul says, just as one body, just as a body, the one has many parts, right? Hands, feet, whatever. But all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. So Paul drew a picture. He drew an illustration. We are called the body of Christ. It's not a cross-denominational, it's not one denomination or other. It's all of us together, true believing churches. Paul didn't have pizza in his day, but if he did, I'm sure he'd be singing amore. It's like, it's amore, right? When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, when you think of pizza, you think, man, I'm in love. Because Americans, we love our pizza, right? And so there's different kinds of pizzas. You've already seen that. But the foundation has to be Jesus Christ. We're using the illustration today of pizza to drive home the same point that Paul drove home. A lot of different kinds, a lot of different part, body parts, but one body. A lot of different toppings, one pizza. It's called Life House Church. Every church must be built on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ. And when that's the case, God adds his toppings, his spiritual gifts. And just like each kind of different pizza satisfies a different variety, a group of people, so good churches with the foundation of Jesus Christ meet the needs and satisfy other people groups. One of the reasons as you uh, end today, we have something, it's very simple. You walk around the table, it's very simple. You take a look, you see some of the different ministries that are there have some restrictions and some requirements. Will you please take note of that? We have one clipboard. Can, um, uh, Nancy, what color is the clipboard that's empty for anybody's thoughts? Right, Pink? On the bulletin board, maybe you're going to walk around here today and you say, you know, I was involved in another ministry. There isn't one here. Awesome. Will you please grab the pink clipboard that's on the bulletin board and write what it was and write your name. Maybe that's something that God has led you here so that we that could add another topping and create another flavor in our church. The foundation of a pizza is the crust, right? The foundation for a real church is Jesus Christ. His death, his resurrection, the defeating of sin, and setting us free. 
Now in your notes, I have the word nutrition because I'll tell you, it's amazing to listen to people talk about how nutritious something is if they like it. Oh, pizza, yeah, it's nutritious, right? Bill Cosby made chocolate cake nutritious for breakfast. Eggs, flour, milk, right? And you got the crust on the pizza, you know, on thin crust, you want thick crust, you know. And everybody likes something different, but then you talk about how nutritious the vegetables are, the meats, just in case you're on a low-carb diet. And if that's the case, get the thin crust, because the thick crust will drive your carbs way up there. And it's nutritious. We make a debate for it. But the church, oh yeah, the church. The church has a spiritual nutrition, and it feeds two most important ministries. Number one, outreach. Reaching out. This church, we're going to have an outreach come Easter, before Easter, some type of uh, Easter uh, uh, outreach for children or for families. We have to be able to reach out. Your gifts help us reach out. Discipleship, growing Christians up. We cannot look just inside. The board will not let us just put our money in our, in our budget for just discipleship. We make sure there's plenty of money in there for outreach. That's the church that makes a difference. That's the church that feeds the world and makes a difference in the world. Peter mimicked exactly what Paul said, maybe even a little bit more to you and to me. He says, each of you, Evan, and all of you here today, you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards, because God has given it to you, as stewards of God's grace in its various forms. I got a a graphic here for the central point. Take a look at this graphic that I got here. All of the bills, right? Lifehouse can't be the kind of church that Jesus wants us to be unless you discover and use your spiritual gifts. And the reason that I, I like this picture is, is because, you know, um, it is going to cost you something to eat a pizza. There's the bill. And I'll just order a pizza, pick it up and walk out. Tim's going to hunt you down. And say, hey, you know, don't, don't be a runner. If you use your gifts, if you decide to become involved, it is going to cost you something. It's going to cost you some time. I mean, you step up and you get ready to step up in children's ministry, you're going to have some difficulties. You're going to, it's going to, Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you must count the cost and count it daily. You get ready to use your gifts, it's not going to be easy. Steve, I gave Steve like 24-hour notice. Hey, could you go take some pictures? He inconvenienced himself so we could complete this message today. It's, it, don't think that if you get involved in ministry, it's all going to be nice and easy now. Oh, and I stepped up to serve Jesus. There's going to be a battle. It's going to be some kind of a cost. There's some kind of a preparation that's going to take you. And it's going to take you away from something else to get here and to use your gifts. That's why today we're having a ministry fair. That's why the connection ministry is so very, very important. Most thing I could say to you today, when you discover your gift, Peter said it's for serving somebody else. There's no place for arrogance when it comes to using our gifts. Look at me. This is what, this is what I, oh, look, look at what I can do. We offer them up in service for other people and this church ministers to each other. It's how we become a family. One last graphic I got for you here. Here's a couple pizzas that are going into the oven, right? 
not really a pizza until it's cooked. You don't want to eat the raw dough. Maybe you don't, I don't know. But it's got to be cooked. It's got to be baked. And if you begin to step up and this church begins to grow, there will be some heat. All throughout the scripture talks about heat. The difficulties, the trials, the, 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 the hard times. You step up to do ministry, you're going to go through some heat. And the heat is what will make you and make all of us blend us together. Somebody will irritate you. Somebody will upset you. Somebody won't appreciate you. Whatever it might be, we serve on the behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. And not always people are the ones that we get our reward for. We should not be looking for that. Today we're going to take the Lord's Supper. Candy, if you want to come, get ready. We're going to take the Lord's Supper today. And if you are here today and uh, you are not a part of this church, you can take the Lord's Supper with us if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. You're welcome to take it with us. If you're here today and you're just kind of seeking, it, better, it would really be best if you really just maybe sat back a little bit and just contemplated, but you and I need to search our hearts. You see, the thing about uh, gifts, it's kind of like everybody doing their part. Everybody, you know, chipping in. I had uh, Jeff over the other day, and we got ready to watch something on Netflix, you know. And Netflix, I only have Netflix because Daniela got Netflix, and then she doled it out to a couple of us. And when I pulled it up to watch something Friday night, it said too many users were using it, so it kind of pushes you out. It says, you know, you can pay five bucks and upgrade it. And I'm just like, no, that's Daniela. I, I can't do that, you know. So I just figured I'd, you know, I would just try to reboot it. I rebooted it, came back up, boom. Too many people were watching. If you want to continue to watch, you have to pay five bucks. Danielle will never know. Matter of fact, I, p I hit the button. It's in her name. She paid the five bucks. I didn't have to pay. I didn't have to pay. She says she already knew. I thought I was going to catch her by surprise. You know, I thought, and that is not what you want your church to be, right? One person paying so everybody else can enjoy the presence of the Lord, the ministry of the Lord. You don't want just one person paying for everybody. We all got to put our five bucks in. And that's your gift. Candy, if you go ahead and be in the play, and if I could have the ushers come forward today, folks. We are the church we are because of you. Man, you don't want to go to a church that's just a pastor. You don't want just me. You want to be a part of a church, and I thank you for all of you techies that are out there that help me where I don't know, and all of you out there that can sing, and I can't, and all of you can count money because I can't count it, you know. I'm terrible with numbers. I'm thankful to the board who gives guidance and direction. For the directors, at each church there's about 12 to 15 directors that, that kind of oversee ministries. Could I ask you today, you come take the Lord's Supper. Hold, could you hold it in your hand? Just a minute. Come up, hold it in your hand. We'll take it together. Let the Lord Jesus speak to you and prepare your heart. So 